Welcome everybody to episode one. Apropos, we're going to be talking about Star Wars episode one, The Phantom Menace. This is the Be Kind Rewind Show, celebrating the silver linings of the silver screen, as you will. You have all been at home talking about uh, how bad movies are, and we're going to talk about what makes these bad movies good. Lots of work, lots of time and effort goes into these things, and I think if we look, if we try hard enough, we could find the good things that they did. This is a feel-good show. My name is Joey Maxey. With me today is my friend Brennan Inglis. Hello, hello, hello. Brennan, what did I bring you here on the show today? Uh, I was actually the same age you were when The Phantom Menace came out as A New Hope was for you when you came out. So I've got a kind of interesting perspective on what makes that movie good. Exactly the words I told you to say. Thanks, Brian. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a good you shill. Read the script. <laughs> <laughs> and with us also today is Jen Potcher. If I say that right, Jen? Yes, that's right. Thank Hi. You. <laughs> Jen Potcher is a member of the Treasure Valley Avengers, as well as you have seen her, the worldwide, I don't even know what to say, the worldwide amazing Doctor Who Velocity. Jen, tell us a little bit about yourself real quick, please. Um, I've been an actress for 25 years. Um, and yeah, I've been, I'm a Treasure Valley Avenger. I play the Scarlet Witch. And uh, I Magnificently. Was, <laughs> thank you. Um, I've done a lot of theater. I'm a singer. I, I've done musicals. Uh, I, and I love movies. And I love Star Wars, even this one that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Perfect. So. Perfect. And then last but not least, oh. a, a big get. <laughs> Almost as big of a get uh, as funny. Brennan. <laughs> I feel so loved. He is the author of Star Wars Abridged. Uh, you perform all six movies before the last two came out in 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, very, bonkers, very good. Right? <laughs> very bonkers. It's a, it's a fun show. I had a privilege of uh, performing in that a couple years ago, and that was uh, an amazing experience. Mm. And so I'm grateful for your art to have written that because it was really funny. <laughs> well, I'm happy so, it. Uh... This is John E. Waters, everybody. Say Thanks, hi, John. Guys. Hi, I'm John. <laughs> right. I, I got like. <laughs> I got the royalty treatment. I don't even have to talk about myself. So no. thanks, man. Appreciate. <laughs> no, I am. I am grateful for all of you guys to be here today. I'm excited. And the man working the boards is my friend Brett Battistain. Just real quick, say hi. Brett's the best. Hi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into this first episode. Episode one: The Phantom Menace. Uh, real quick, everybody has an opinion of this movie. Everybody does. Uh, Brennan, let's start with you. What are your thoughts, your cursory thoughts of The Phantom Menace? Do you want me to be honest? Please, I mean... please do. I mean, <laughs> we're going to be kind with this, but no, come on, straight shoot us, please. You know, th I have some good feelings towards The Phantom Menace overall. I like, like I said earlier, I was really young when this movie first came out, and it kind of ignited my love for Star Wars, which has continued mm -hmm. straight up to this day. I am just as hyped for Star Wars Episode Nine as I was for Episode Seven when it came out. You know, was this like the first Star Wars movie you ever saw? Or what, what did you did you see the like original trilogy? I actually did watch the original trilogy first, but this was like my first ever. You know, going to the movie theater, getting excited with the parents and the family and all that. And so I, I don't think I hold the negative connotations towards the movie that a lot of people my age so how you know? old were you when you like walked in that movie theater with bucket of popcorn and whatever four oh my god so maybe? this was like yeah really? yeah i was <laughs> i was youngin yeah yeah you were the, the you were the demographic for sure of this movie that i've learned 
Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's a fair statement. Yeah, they were trying to reel me in, and they got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jen, what were your first thoughts of the Phantom Menace? I loved it. I nice. mean, I, I was just talking about this with a friend the other day. Uh, I was so excited for the movie, like all of us were. I mean, I, I grew mm-hmm. up. We all grew up on Star Wars. I watched. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater. As a kid, I remember yes. that. Apparently, I saw Empire in the theater as well, but I don't remember because I think I was three. So <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> it, but I think it was the first movie I ever saw in the movie theater. Oh, nice. Um, so I, I love Star Wars. And I, you know, I did the whole thing. I stood in line. I didn't camp out because mm-hmm. that's crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> that's just a good time. <laughs> just saying. Um, but I did stand in line for hours to get the tickets and went. And, mm-hmm. and everybody was so excited. And you know what? When people saw that movie, we all cheered. Everybody cheered and screamed and hooted and hollered. And I might tear up a little bit because because that's how strong I feel about this. And then all of a sudden, like, we all loved it. We all said how cool it was. The pod racers are so cool. And the dual lightsaber is so cool. And this was awesome. And it was so funny. And it was so much fun. And da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden, the internet started saying how much they hated it. Mm. And and I was like, wait, but we all loved it three days ago. What happened? And, and I still love it because I don't let people ruin things for me. <laughs> and I'm... Um, it's Star Wars. I, you, you know, people say the dialogue is bad. Well, it was bad in the originals too, guys. You know, true. <laughs> so, that is a true but statement. we still love it because it's magical and it's Star Wars and these characters we love them and and it's a great story about heroes and and the underdogs winning and 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 all nice. of that. I'm, I'm sorry I talk too much, but <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's well, that's true. I, I love it. Perfect. So yeah. John, what were your thoughts? Uh, so I, I'm trying to think what year this came out, because I think I was about like 10 or 11 when, when Phantom Menace came out. And I, I grew up with the tr- original trilogy, like weekly watching like Funny the old VHS. May 19th, 1999. 1999. So I was nine years old-ish, mm-hmm. whatever. And so I, I, I grew up on it, and all of a sudden they're like, new Star Wars. Oh, shit, fuck, yes! <laughs> we won't get another! As, like, even young me was like, what are the, like, this says episode four, five, like, what are, like, so when are we going to get episode one? And it was always this, like, mythos of, like, we don't know. <laughs> we never know. But we have these. Um, and, all, of course, like, all the merchandise and crazy stuff, like Taco Bell or something like that, had, like, the pogs or things you could get. Yep. Everybody was talking about how what's going to happen. I don't know. What's those things with those huge engines on the trailer? I don't know what the shit this is. What's it supposed to be? And then it was like this kid who becomes Vader. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. It, and we didn't know if it was going to be like a four-hour epic of like, you want to see the kid who becomes Vader all in one movie? <laughs> we didn't get that. But no. <laughs> we got super psyched for it. And being a kid, yeah, I was all about it. Because going in there, it was the Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. It was the hero's journey. It was... Wanting to see how Vader became Vader. Uh, and of course, being a young kid, I'm like, fucking, you know, spaceships and lightsabers igniting. Sold. Take my money. Take my money now at the end of this year when the next episode comes out. If you give me spaceships and lightsabers, you will always get my money. I don't care. Every year I want it. Um, so I absolutely loved it. I mean, it's, you're right. Like, there is moments where I'm just like, eh, the dialogue is this. And I can poke holes just like the internet did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, at the end of the day, I can always come back to like the nostalgia of just like, I remember being 11 and being like, ah, I'm just right the age of like what Anakin was, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe I, you know, and the joy of Star Wars and movies much like this is going like, what would happen if I'm plucked from obscurity? Yeah. Especially what Luke, Anakin, mm-hmm. all the above are like, I'm on the middle of nowhere 
And by super happenstance, these guys crash on Tatooine and go like, you're working you. at the shop, <laughs> at the one town, the one shop that's nearby mm-hmm. that just so happens to have that hyperdrive I mm-hmm. need. <laughs> like that shop, we're gonna we're gonna get to because that's uh, I was watching this movie the other day and that that those scenes at the very beginning they really stuck out to me. We were talking about the shop. Mm. Um, yeah, and for me, I was 19 years old when Phantom Menace came out. Yeah, um, working full time at a, at a retail outlet, so I was deep in in Star Wars mania. Mm-hmm. I, I remember when the, the toys first showed up and people were, were camped outside the store to get these things when they came out. We had the, the Star Wars was all over. Every, everything that we sold had it on there. Yeah. You know, was, you know, fleece blankets and we put the Star Wars topper on it. It didn't matter. It was, that stuff was everywhere. And people were camping out out front of the theater to watch this movie. And going to research for this show, uh, that has come up a lot as far as the nostalgia of it, and particularly mm. this movie because it became an event. Yeah, an you're event. right. Yeah. The um, I was watching a some footage from Entertainment Tonight uh, leading up to the, the opening night in Los Angeles. Opened a couple days before it went national, and they were interviewing people, and that's all the people were saying is they didn't care. They did not care what they were about to see. All they knew is they were happy that they were going to see some new Star Wars. That's what they kept saying. 16 years. We've been waiting 16 years for this. Right. 16 years for this. They didn't care. And the footage of them coming out, it was still the same. They still had a good feeling when they left the theater. And right. I think you hit the nail on the head that this was before the internet. But once they left the theater, went and talked to their friends about it afterwards, that's when the whole started. Like, hey, well, wait a second. What about this? Or what about that? Exactly. Mm. Wasn't this kind of... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And that's... You know, every time you mention this movie, that's what, you know, the, the, the elephant in the room, so to speak, is like, for instance, is Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Is that, that's the, I love Jar Jar. You love Jar Jar. <laughs> yep. He's a lovable guy. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was I, for, for that time period to have a, a, a main character of your movie being completely CGI. And it wasn't even it wasn't even uh, motion. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even motion capture. Yeah, it was, was just there on deal. set saying his lines, and they animated on top of it. Didn't they have like the like at that time just the guy who had like a he paper? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I've seen photos head, of that. Like, or whatever. Yep. And he just had to be like walking around so like the other actors could just like look at him. But there was mm-hmm. no like ping pong balls or anything nope, like that. There right? wasn't. Nope. We'll have a. I'll post a picture of what he looked like. He had these square glasses on with a rubber Jar Jar Binks head and he was wearing the clothes of him. And he was just flopping along like Goofy throughout the whole time. And from what I've read, the cast loved it. It was one of those things that you sit and goof on with your friends and they all loved it. They ate it up. And a lot of that stuff he was doing, what he was just doing while he was uh, farting around there on on the set and it ended up being in the movie because they all loved it. And then everybody else who wasn't in on the joke wasn't, that's where they were starting to get problems. I mean, it is, you could say, I guess, pretty, I mean, the word minstrel show comes up a lot when people talk about this character because there is, you know, that connotation to it. But, you know, from four years old or you know, 11 yeah. years old, I mean, that's, you don't see it that way. You see, that's that's hilarious, and there there is some funny parts there. I mean, he is supposed to be the comic, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. he is lesser who, mm-hmm. admittedly, does rise through mm-hmm. the ranks very very quickly. Correct. <laughs> but it is the min- like I've heard the minstrel show argument. Mm-hmm. Is it 
and I don't know. Is mm-hmm. it because he was played by a black man that they were like, oh, this is why? I gotta imagine that it probably wasn't that big point of contention at that. I, I you know what? I, I don't mean, know. yeah, me <laughs> either. Me either. Who yeah, knows? I'm not saying definitively. So, Jen, why, why do you love Jar Jar? Yeah, uh, he's lovable. I mean, um, he's he. I mean, he made me laugh. He was funny. He he. Yep. he I just thought it was cute. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's because I'm a girl. I don't know. <laughs> but then again, other girls that I know hated him too. But like, yeah. I loved him so much. I bought a poster and had a poster of Jar Jar in my dorm room. He is like, endearing. I was in college and I just, I just thought he was funny. And then all of a sudden, like everyone around me was like, "This character's terrible. I hate him." And and I was like, "Why? Look, he's so cute." You know, and mm-hmm. and and. And I, and I also had friends that would imitate him, and it was really fun. I had this friend in the dorms that would imitate him all the time and do the, monsters out there, sinking in here. I, I can't do it. but And it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And so I think that added to it because I had this friend that did it, and then I, and so I loved him too. And, and, and I guess you could say that that's exactly what was happening on set. They were all goofing yeah. around. They, it was an inside, inside joke to them. Yeah. It just, the rest of the people right. just didn't get it. And I, I still, if I watch it today, I still love him. Mm-hmm. I just thought he was fun. He was a mm-hmm. fun character. And I feel like people... People took it too seriously, almost. Mm. Like, like this is just a fun, silly character. Why oh. can't we have that? That you is know? a good point. As mm-hmm. like as you were talking about, it, I got to thinking about like all the other CGI or even puppet characters who aren't even on on camera. I yeah. guess it's either very serious, getting to a point. Mm-hmm. We have Yoda, R two D two, C three PO that come to mind. There's like some humor with C three PO, who's mm-hmm. Heidi died, 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 died. <laughs> we have yet ever to see something so boisterous and just out there as Jar Jar. And yeah. maybe maybe at the time for certain people, it was like, ah, f- <laughs> where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it was kind of that, like, blast for some people and for others going, like, finally, <laughs> yeah. we have this this character. I never thought of that. That's no, right. That is- Perfect. All right. So I was watching the movie the other night and I got out a piece of paper. I actually have it right in front of me. And I decided to sit anytime that I saw something mm. that, that I never noticed before or an interesting take, I jotted it down. And I got two pages front and back and just gave up because <laughs> if you really sit there, I mean, if you sit and just take it apart scene by scene by scene, there is some really good stuff here. The problem being is that, and, I, and this is the be kind rewind, so I don't want to, to, to bag on it too much, but. The, the sad part is, is I don't think they were done on purpose, but it is pretty good the way the way it turns out. And just um, even briefly, at the very beginning, when Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn show up uh, for the trade negotiations um, and they realize that this isn't going to work and they're actually going to attack and they're going to fight their way out. Right. Um, and I don't know why this one line always stuck with me, but uh, Obi-Wan looks at, at Qui-Gon and he goes, you were right, master. The negotiations was short. Right. That joke is lame, but that is exactly the type of joke a repressed person that has been, and I don't want to say indoctrinated to like a religion, but it's just been completely it's narrowed down into like, and, and I mean this in no disrespect whatsoever, but these are the same kind of jokes I hear uh, the, the missionaries when they come through the store on their <laughs> missions. That's the kind of jokes they make, and they love that, and that's almost brilliant if that was done on purpose. And unfortunately, mm. I don't think it was. But there's little moments like that that just jump out at me 
that I, I thought was brilliant when mm. he cuts through the door with the lightsaber. How mm -hmm. metal was that? Yeah, right? so that was like out of nowhere. Okay, fine. Where was that? You know, that's in every other Star exactly. Wars. Exactly. That was 20 years in the past for Luke Skywalker. Why right. did he never even think about that? And that happens like in the first like five, five ten, ten minutes, minutes in the yeah, first exactly. movie. Exactly. Where everyone went like I. And it, you probably had like all these nerds being like, "You can do that. You can fucking you can totally stab a lightsaber through, through a wall. A Why would like you that? not?" Yep. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating, and especially to see like it like melting the door as well. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I mean, we all know the lightsabers are hot as shit, but like yeah. to to melt uh, through the metal to be used to be other than just you know cutting off Skywalker hands. It's fascinating. <laughs> it's really really cool way of doing that, and the, the same way too with. Uh, almost in that exact same, just a little, little bit later with R2-D2, is being used beyond just walking around. He's not just plugged into an X-Wing flying around. Right. They're stuck to the side of the Naboo, trans the, the, the Naboo oh, Starfighter. Yeah. I forgot about that And they're stuck to it. And they're rolling around the outside to fix problems. They're just not uh, 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 just a passive yeah. passenger just hitting also, buttons in the back. Also, they have like six of them on there. There is. And they like yeah. all die. Yeah, except R2 <laughs> All of them except They are the red shirts of Star Wars. Who I think, I, I always like to think, because, you know, you bring him out, and we all know he has to survive somehow. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But those poor other ones who just get blasted Boom. away. Yep. I like to think that somehow R2 survived by that one shot that just shows his head turning. I'm going like, okay, got it, I'm good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Please yep. don't hit me. <laughs> all the other ones are, like, focused in on their work, and maybe they were, like, the super worker drones mm -hmm. who, whatever, but, like, R2 had, like, personality or something he's got some attitude to him i mean he's always had attitude i know right? I love so it. maybe that was one things. moment of like idiots didn't look and see nope. like <laughs> r2 is a badass yeah. I, yeah. was 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 this the movie where he gets shot off of the ship and then all of a sudden he has the the things that come out the side and i he think flies back in or that's that was the third first. movie that, that was revenge one? of the sith yeah. okay when where they're it's fighting like, oh, he has a oh now he has that too <laughs> okay <laughs> almost the superman cool. treatment of like oh what else can you do exactly <laughs> i remember seeing that as a kid and getting really excited for what lego star wars was going to be like when it came out <laughs> like oh do i get to fly around like r2 that'd be cool <laughs> So Jar Jar Binks, uh, by far, you know, is is the, is the fall guy for this movie. Um, and even though, like we said, he was a, a completely CGI rendered uh, character, out, and, and it wasn't motion capture, it wasn't Andy Serkis type of thing. It was, it, it was done afterwards, which is really uh, a testament to the technology they had in the late '90s to do that. It wasn't in front of a green screen. Right. They didn't slap him over what they were acting. They had to take that character that had his. They had to take him out and put them back in, which right. was a big step for them, and that's uh, that's commendable, I think, that they I, were able to do yeah. that. I begin to tank. wonder, like, how quickly after that they were like, "There's gotta be an easier way There's to totally, do this." Yeah, for sure. Because, like, I I have no idea how it works computer-wise or animating-wise, but I've seen like you know the images of like here's the basic frame that mm -hmm. we can build off of, as opposed to like. Mm -hmm. You know, Dave over there moved like this, so oh god, we, we have to animate it this yeah. way. Which exactly. maybe at that point was like this. I imagine how hard that must have been. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And there's the, the the computer technology, you know, we, we take it for granted. Windows 98 was. We take it for granted. <laughs> exactly. It, for sure. You know, there's there's footage on, on YouTube of how they did the scenes. Yeah, we had to film, we had to record uh, the waterfalls around uh, the Nabu Temple, uh -huh. which was just sand and uh, sugar being poured out of their hands and then they filmed that overlaid Those that are, on the 
That's how they did these little Are you tiny shitting. Yeah, this really? is exactly Fucking audio how they guys, did, man. Yeah, how how they had to do the these waterfalls, just as background, just for something uh, pretty to look at. Like that's, that's bonkers. That is totally bonkers. And you you know you they could do that now, just hitting some buttons, and now you have the Hobbit movies Water. where they have a thousand orcs and just hit copy, copy, copy. Yeah. Right. Back, there's like we have to okay, how we have to, we, you know George wants some some waterfalls. How are we going to do that? Because we, you know, we mm-hmm. can't afford a helicopter. Because exactly. this is a, when we have to find the place, we have to do. So that's weeks and weeks and weeks mm-hmm. of just finding the right. Sh- and maybe it might not be even the right thing mm-hmm. that he wants at the end mm-hmm. of the day. So and, and for my money, the, wow. the, the 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 locations that they they basically had to create, I think, are one of the the prettier locations in this in this film series. I I, I will definitely say, um, Naboo is beautiful. Yeah, uh, t- Tatooine. Uh, specifically the the pod racing scene i mean that's a long thing that they had to would have had to build and they right they had to you know everything there on tatooine um gungan city is beautiful we got a lot of culture and different sites that we Mm -hmm. some we were in like we saw before of tatooine Mm -hmm. which was just like there's some sand buildings and that's about it but yeah we got to see the arena we got to see it's like a bubble really city. Pretty, yeah. You got to see the mechanics of uh, of that reality. In 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 A New Hope, they just they sit around the cantina and they go through some alleyways to get to the Millennium Falcon, and then that's it. But for for this, not only that, there's like real consequences to like decisions they make. Like they're stranded on this planet. They had no business. They, they weren't supposed to be there. They were just hiding, and right. all of a sudden now they're they're trapped there. They have to raise money for these parts right. that they could have easily just stolen. They could have easily just done that. Now they have to raise money for – they have a problem to solve that's actually a real-world problem. Right. You know, and, and New Hope is like, we have to get a ride. All right, well, wait around here long enough, and somebody's going to give you a ride going that way. But this was different. They had to go through, and, and they had to orchestrate this the, this pod race gamble for the to, to raise money for these parts that – I don't know why that that when I was watching the other day, it's like, man, that really is different because you don't really see that a lot, a real world consequence in a movie. Right. You know, they, you know, oh, we were in 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 Jedi or um, an Empire where they're stuck inside that big worm thing. Like, well, we just have a problem to fix, and then we'll get out of here, or we have to hurry because we're we're stuck somewhere. But this was a different problem that they had to. Yeah, to it was overcome. very human. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very human problem. Well, I I mean, also not only. That it seems like we have two Jedi's who got to keep themselves kind of on the down mm-hmm. low because this mm-hmm. is, I mean, I know only so much about Star Wars, but <laughs> like this is technically like outer rim, yeah, like kind of yep. lawless. Mm-hmm. So even if they were Jedi, what like it's not like later in the movies where it's like, oh shit, they had a moral code that they had to follow. That that you know, the the, the only thing that gets close to, to that is the Force Awakens when she's trying to. To scavenge parts to eat. Right. Like, that's that a great sequence. Yeah, it is. And that doesn't, that's very rare that that comes up that there's a real human consequence or a real human situation they have to get on. We can relate to that. Like, yeah, I got to get to work, but my car is broken. Right. And I guess yeah. also they have a queen on board that they don't want to really advertise to exactly. who knows. Exactly. Who might be here exactly. being like, we have a for queen sure. here. And everybody here is like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, I've killed people for a lot less. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Like that. Yeah, they could show up with a, you know, a, and that's a trouble too that they they don't want either. They don't want there's royalty right. parked over here. That's where like, well, we could sell the queen's clothes, but again, the human says like, well, that's you know, we could, but 
like who's gonna wear them out here yeah people are gonna be asking questions (laughs) this thick black outfit that Mm -hmm. is in the middle of the desert (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then so you've got Jar Jar and then little things like pod racing that people look at like that's kind of dumb but I mean pod racing alone I think was unbelievable the cinematography in that that? scene it was super cool yeah oh my god talk about building a world on top of okay you've got people that are trapped that that need help they can't just wave a magic wand he even tries he just give me the parts Watto no I gotta do it yeah just do it like no I love Watto Watto is great (laughs) Watto for MVP Side note, they're finally getting around to do the Funko Pop of Watto. Oh, really? You better it. be buying it. I'll send you some details. I have a stuffed Watto that's oh, like this, nice. like two feet nice. big. I don't really cool. Well, I think about right. pod racing, I just had the thought of, like, you have nothing but this tiny town and just open, mm-hmm. just desert, as far yeah. as you can see, with just bits and parts of, of ships that can go real fast out in space. Why not? Yeah, have exactly. some fun traverse this going mm-hmm. you know 600 yeah. miles per hour mm-hmm. you're like hope you live it could be fun exactly <laughs> like, and exactly. most of them don't mm-hmm. if i remember right this, most like, of them die yeah, yeah. like two or something. three are like uh we you know crashed or whatever but then like sebulba and anakin are like the only ones who are like and anakin. anakin's the only one who actually gets through it like unscathed mm-hmm. anakin's beyond, got like, some skills he even hindsight. says he's the only human can, who can do it right humans can do that they're, they don't they're not fast enough which is true yeah. i mean that's 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 nutty yeah. did you guys ever play the nintendo 64 i did mm-hmm. up to a point where you get to like uh, like oh god yeah, i have to go like 800 miles an hour like, <laughs> your reaction time does not matter at yeah. that uh, i hope i get there just a movie based on that kind of They've had lesser ideas and have made huge movies around just the concept of right. that. Do you remember like the arcade pod racing? Yes. Like console mm-hmm. that they came up with that had the actual like yeah. levers. Mm-hmm. That was revolutionary. Just insane to try to. Exactly. Like, why? Why they didn't jump on that? And maybe, maybe they did, but it just didn't take, I guess. But why that wasn't something like? Yeah, they could have done a whole. We could have been pod racing a star wars story at this moment there should have been <laughs> one in every home in america it's, it's all in <laughs> could you make like a fast and the furious pod racing movie oh my god i would watch the shit out of yeah, it's I'd like watch it. five <laughs> right, they're all like robbing places and whatnot but they're <laughs> all there's this like family story underneath like Ooh, yeah. this is what we're Paul doing Walker. with the be kind rewind uh, fat cash should be coming yeah, in no. we're gonna have a pod race to vin diesel <laughs> will be in it though, right I mean, uh, yeah, course, I would. Obviously. You know what? I don't care who's in the movie. I'll what, watch it. Matter. You want to see pod racing? Yes. Do you want to see a lot of pod racing? <laughs> yes. Please have the Rock. Why? <laughs> Let's just take the entire cast from Fast and Furious. Yes. And all just, of the movies. Yes. And just bring it over put to them Wars. in this other movie. Yes. It would they be had great. a Han in, the, in those movies too. They can have one there. That's right. They did. Um, <laughs> what do you got next on your points? Because I might move a little. No, you're totally fine. So, uh, to me, it crescendos with. Uh, and unfortunately, the, for the poor guy, it ruined his life. But I think Jake Lloyd, who played Anakin Skywalker, if you looking at this movie objectively, to me, stole that movie. And I and I and I'm going I on like a limb to kid. say this. I'm 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 going to put some uh, very little clout that I've earned in my life. But I think Jake Lloyd did a fantastic job as young, precocious eight year old Anakin Skywalker. I mean, he. Uh, played the part he was he fine did. yeah he did and he was everything that you know anakin skywalker led the luke skywalker story mm. like that um 
he was that knight, that he pilot, was. Yeah, that he was. pillar He of was honor. the hero uh, of this movie. And unfortunately for Jake Lloyd, like, everything rested on him. And unfortunately, being an eight-year-old kid, uh, he took the brunt of all that because – <sighs> Yeah, with like the internet the way it is, it's mm-hmm. like school. Like he was bullied yeah. mercilessly, mercilessly, yeah, about it. Yeah, and I, I was thinking about that on the, like the drive over here, being like that poor kid. But at the same time, I'm like, I wonder how he would have done, like, in the Hayden Christensen part if they had just gone like, hey, instead of like the eight year old you are, we're gonna wait a couple years mm-hmm. till you're thirteen and and move this story exactly. right along, right mm-hmm. as you're like hitting. It would that have wonderful point of like for all the kids who had seen yeah. the movie because yeah. it seemed to me like episode one was like we have to regain all these people that we lost from the trilogy <laughs> uh, and 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 package it for the next audience uh-huh. and if they followed that being like the kids who saw it at five eight ten myself mm-hmm. and going like oh that thirteen year old is going through like fuck you man exactly <laughs> like this and that I don't know but I'm, I'm wondering like if he hadn't been bullied had he had potentially the movie or even the internet not been so like mm-hmm. to to him and or the movie what he might have brought to the table of of like the anakin raising if up if he brought anything that he brought to the first one it probably would have been amazing i think it would have been really really good i the, when you start watching and i mean granted it was what he was told to say but the way he carried what he was given was so good and so warm like mm. he's a warm like you can't not smile when he's talking this is what i found my, myself doing because really think watching him do this role it, from the moment he comes out for one he speaks Watto's language to him right everybody else just speaks english and lets the you know internet uh the galactic things common, yeah. common whatever <laughs> um tran- uh, translators do their thing he speaks his language to them Mm. he's the only character that speaks a different language other than like c-3po and he builds c-3po yeah you know yeah and he builds c-3po and his pod like he's like yeah he's precocious he's innocent he's Mm -hmm. warm he's like always Mm -hmm. wanting to like what's the next thing what's what can i learn next and 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 just that thing alone like why is he speaking uh what is it out of respect is it out of is because he's a slave Mm. but Mm -hmm. he's also gets like smart assy with him but he's still speaking Watto's language to him, right. even in front of guests. Like he's not, like he's speaking Watto's language to them. And, you know, the first thing out of his mouth when he sees uh, um, uh, Padme, you know, Amidala, is he, he calls her an angel. Mm. That's pretty pimp. Can I mean, we talk about not, how weird that was? Not, that entire relationship in the movie, I mean, the way they Al set it up. Pointed it out in the saga yeah, begins. Yeah, <laughs> I just the, yeah, yeah, like it, if he had been thirteen, like we were saying earlier, it would have been less weird. But he was eight. I mean, uh, I don't know. Queen Amidala also supposed to be sort of young. She was supposed to be young. Which also yeah. kind of points a weird, like, we elected a 13-year-old. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, it's royalty. that They don't play by normal I mean, rules. maybe. Exactly. Maybe. Yeah, going, yeah. Like, she was the one who didn't fail her SATs. Let's have her. Yeah, <laughs> 10 out of 10. And that was, they didn't need to do that. But, you know, they had him do that. And, and that's fine. Like, he, he pulled it off. It's like, hey, are you an angel? Like, hey. You know, and he said he built C-3PO. Right. He says why he built C-3PO, to help my mom. Mm -hmm. His mom's a slave, too. Not because this is a cool toy and everybody's going to love it. It's like, I'm I'm building this robot. I'm creating artificial intelligence to help my mom. And the only uh, 
at the beginning of the movie, when uh, at the beginning of the trade negotiations, that's the type of droid that's sitting there greeting Obi Wan and right. Oh, yeah. So what he's doing is he's seeing the elite what toys they have, and he's saying, "I can do this. I can build this myself, and I can use it to help my mom." You know, not what I never, for my own personal gain. You know, I never realized all the other like protocol droids, with the mm-hmm. exception of C three PO, are like even more stagnant and just like me me me. Like, there's no, like, sass or, like, Mm-mm. throwing of the odds. It's like, Mm-mm. welcome to this place. Mm-hmm. There's no, mm-hmm. I guess, life in him, I guess you can say. Exactly. It's very dry. Even the one at the beginning of that movie. The, the right. Just like, one. you will sit over here. Uh-huh. They'll be with you short. Like, And he's got a little bit more. Even from the very beginning, he's still like, oh, you can see my pots. Like, oh, d- yeah. He has, like, a <laughs> modesty life to about him. him. Yeah. He is. He's, and he created this to help his mom. You know, and that's why he wanted to uh, escape. Uh, he didn't want to escape, but why he wanted to earn his freedom is, and 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 get out of his situation is, he wanted to come back, and release and release the slaves as well. He was wanting as eight years old. He he had more a higher moral code, and you know the he had a higher higher moral code than the Jedi's were there. They could have easily said no. We've got a ship. Come on, we're leaving at night, and you're leaving. You're not a slave anymore. I, like uh, you're a slave, and we have to leave you here. And Anakin's eight years old, like, no, I'm going to earn my way up and free these slaves here. You think about it. Now, your moral code could be, like, you know, being super passive, uh, a pacifist and not getting involved. Like, this is, you know, just because he's a slave doesn't mean he's not right in their minds. But they're also supposed to be the guardians of truth and and peace. Right. They've already established, like, yeah, we're the moral authority. But if you've got a slave, that's just, sorry, kid. I mean, well, okay, so I I don't exactly remember how they're like, how do you have the force, et cetera, but, like, I mean, they're still on this big, like, hey, we got to get Queenie to Coruscant to go, like, hey, these guys are messing with my planet, Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of supposing in the Jedi way or even just the good guy way of, like, we can either spend a week and, like, reform weeks and months reforming this little town, or... We can get this hyperdrive and be like, we might be and back, be gone. Exactly. and then save a planet <laughs> that has, granted, like, a lot. Granted, it's very utilitarian. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is. help the I most mean, people. Yeah. I mean, it's the it's the it's the train car, you know, thing. You have one person on one one track and four on the other, and you see a train coming, and you're in charge of, of switching the track. It's an old. Uh, Oh, psychology. Oh, I, yeah. yeah, which do you choose? Yeah, the to... one or the other. Now, what if the one's a doctor and exactly. the three are just regular exactly. people? Exactly. So, exactly. I, I, I guess a case could be made for that. But, <laughs> but how many doctors just... are on Tatooine, I wonder? <laughs> exactly. At no point did it come to, like, I'm going to do this because I want to be famous. I want to be – I, I want to do good. This is – my right. motivations for everything that I'm doing is I want to do good. And so I – there is good, but then there, like Yoda talks about there being like that fear, yeah, in him, yeah. But that like, that seemed to me at like that time. I wonder if Yoda didn't say anything. Like it just seemed like to me, Anakin's like fear of like, am I gonna get out of here in time to exactly do <laughs> X Y Z? Like how long am I gonna be doing this? Because I'm surrounded by a bunch of old aliens, yeah, <laughs> and one one or two human one human Mace hey, Windu yeah Mace Windu was there he's fine yeah. Sam Jackson's got this yeah I'm wondering if Don't there were any worry. other humans on that particular Jedi Council also finding one. out the Jedi Council in this movie which yeah. is cool oh yeah um yeah the, and the Jedi the Jedi Council is is, is pretty interesting of course it's a planet of 
it's a city planet, which you wouldn't anticipate a bunch of the capital at that too. Yeah, it, the whole I don't know. This that always just seemed to me at odds of what the Jedi were hmm. or pre- presented themselves. Like, yeah, we live in this gigantic city in, in utter opulence, but we're also really you know humble and live in little huddles and th- and hovels and things like that. Well. I guess when an organization gets to a certain size, you have to have that That's sort true. of, you know, meeting ground. And if they are going to be these arbiters of truth and justice and whatnot, they do have to have an area. I mean, but, even, yeah. like, think of our own history with, like, religion. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. if you want, like, any sort of reverence, you build big cathedrals. True. And, true. I mean, at the same time, like, looking back, like, through the movies in my head of, like, what was in the Jedi Council? Mm-hmm. Some nice rugs big open windows not a lot of paintings <laughs> oh and a good library like that i don't remember there being like this was made four thousand years ago by this one da, 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 which would have been kind of cool but like it, I, I get what you mean though like it wasn't up until then that it, unless you delved into the to the the mythology of, of the star wars the extended universe the books and things like that hmm. then you would get a clearer picture but from somebody that was i mean arguably i was a, a star trek person more um to me, all I had to go by what the Jedi were, were this old, ancient faction of people that died out. By the time episode one goes around, most people didn't even believe they even existed or whatever they believed in. Or, yeah. I mean, like Han Solo was like, whatever, this is all hokey. and Crazy and how quickly for, history moves yeah. from, like, what? And that's maybe... 20 years. That's Well, if you think about it, after really? Order 66 is executed in the third movie, there's a genocide across the entire galaxy wiping out any reference to the Jedi. I guess so. Right? I guess like, that would mean someone's hitting the delete key in the library and they, somewhere. You know, and they, these people were also hunted down by Vader in between yeah. three and four, too. True. So they were being... You'd be better you know, off just saying yeah. Jedi who? No, yeah, what's a I Jedi, know. huh? Yeah, no. No, that's a That actually point. does that's make actually a lot really of sense. Great, really great point. But it is kind of sure. cool that, like, oh, shit, they just wiped... They wiped thousands upon thousands of, like, years of history mm-hmm. in, like, less than mm-hmm. 20-ish. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes. And how, oh my and how God. like yeah. efficient. And, and not only that, but public opinion. And up until a couple years ago, you wouldn't have thought that that was something that could be easily swayed. But, you know, not, not to get into politics, but then you get to like the 2016 <laughs> election. It's like, wow, public opinion could be swayed fairly quickly. That's true. And, and that's. <laughs> no it, comment. Yeah, exactly. That's all we're going there. Is Palpatine's hair turning yellow? <laughs> Huh? So yourself had one. So I, yeah, Anakin for me is what it's one of the jewels of this movie that I think that it, it, it's just brilliant the, the way it's set up. That he they they really became they really they really made him a, an enduring character. They made him honorable, and the and I guess you could say where they did drop the ball was that he had fear. And then, which isn't a bad thing. It's not a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, but a... where was it? Like there wasn't like yeah, I I can do this one. I can pod race that nobody else can do. Like well, that doesn't cause less. So I wonder what he was afraid of, and that would have been more interesting to, to to delve into. In the early stages, I guess I, I guess that is something to to go into the future with. If if I remember story. right, it was just like your thoughts dwell on your mother. And maybe, like, a fear for her that just kind of bled into him. Yeah. He's also in, like, hi, you remember, like, the th- like maybe 100 people that you grew up around? Yeah. Welcome to an entire planet that's, <laughs> yeah. like, constant. All of it's L.A. Uh, yep. <laughs> There's All the time. 
There's more people in this building. There's more people in this one floor than there would be like anywhere. And so like maybe there's just like information overload. Maybe he had anxiety. (laughs) I don't know. But like he he did handle it pretty well, being like, all right, I'll take your little trial thing. You're afraid. Uh, this I'm on day one, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know where I'm bunking. No kidding. Yeah, I'm afraid. <laughs> well, and he I'm, is the chosen one after yeah. all, though. Yeah, imagine being like, well, was he told it, Yeah, is he, though? I mean, uh, well, I, I don't know. He was... He I didn't bring balance to him. Did he, though? But if like, you're listening was he to this at home, that? please message us on the Facebook page. Was he told that he's the, that he chosen, was the one chosen one before he walked one. into? I know that he was told. He was the... told that he was strong in the force and he had the high midichlorian count, which objectively, okay, makes sense. It's actually not just this thing that people have. It's actually a genetic affliction, and that would be a real world way you could, you know, like ah, you know, I, I've got the force just because uh, I say I do, hmm. or you feel that I do. Right. Well, we have a metrics that we can look at and say, yep, you do, because this is a real thing that exists, these midichlorians. I, I will say, like, uh, like I would have loved if it, maybe if it didn't have, like, a count to it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he has more than Yoda. No, no, no. Yeah. There's a part of me that just goes, like, oh, you just have this. Yeah. You're a part of this. Mm-hmm. You're a wizard, Harry. Exactly. Like, there wasn't this, like, oh, you're going to be, you're a better wizard mm-hmm. because you just... In, I don't know, internally, maybe. And there are argue, arguments to be made for that. Um, but it wasn't like, you're just born better. Mm-hmm. You know? And maybe that affliction is just like, oh, good genes, good job. Mm-hmm. From where? Uh, no one knows. And he was just made. Immaculate who's force it, conception. Who's his dad? Who's daddy? Who's, who, daddy, who's daddy? Who knows? Who's the baby daddy? That's all. Jen, what do you feel about Anakin Skywalker, little Jake Lloyd in this movie? Um, I really had had much. <laughs> Sorry, Jen. Nope. No, yeah. it's okay. Um, I, I was actually still thinking about Jar Jar, but I <laughs> fair. That's okay. I, I'm I always thinking about Jar Jar. Stuff, but I'll, no, I'll talk about Anakin. Um, but I do have a comment. I want to talk about Jar Jar later. Like we can. No, because you just asked about Eric Anakin. But um, I mean, I thought he did a great job too. I, I really agree with Joey that that I mean, the kid was eight years old, and he had he showed more emotion than some adult actors that I've worked with or seen in films. I mean, he he did such a great job and. And the character, I mean, look what he had to go through, and and um, I'm not forming my thoughts really well right now because <laughs> okay. uh, it's so much that I'm thinking about. But um, I feel for Jake Lloyd too because again, he's he was eight years old, and all these people are hating on him and 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 saying all this horrible stuff, and it's like you, you know you're saying that about an eight year old. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he had the biggest shoes to fill of just about. Any actor ever. No mm-hmm. kidding, I mean, man. Yeah. You, you're, you're playing Dark. one of the greatest yeah. villains of all time, the origin of him, and you have this all this pressure, and you're eight, and you take it with ease. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, and then and then you get all this this bullying and this hate, and I think people people think, you know, again, going back to the internet, like they think that because they're posting online that they're not going to hurt anybody. It doesn't matter. You know, I can make fun of yeah. you. I can, but look at what it's done to, to other actors. I mean... Um, the actress from the new movies that left the internet because yeah. she was bullied oh, so badly. Yeah. Like, yep. like these are human beings that are stepping into these amazing roles and, mm-hmm. and that we're all anticipating so much pressure. And, and he, 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 he did a great job. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, 
I mean, the pressure of just being like, oh my god, I'm in a Star Wars movie. That would blow. Yeah, Star Wars. Not only that, no matter where you are, Mm -hmm. and then to work your butt off and do and do it and and go through all of that to be to be bashed by the fans has got to be devastating. Right. I I can't even imagine. Like I think about that and and. I can't even imagine like like even playing Scarlet Witch like s- going on the internet and hearing somebody say something terrible about that mm-hmm. about what I did when I put my heart and soul into it. Mm-hmm. I mean that's I mean being an actor you you I guess you you sign up for that but it shouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially for an 8-year-old. So for sure. I yeah. I commend him. I think he did a great job and I thought he was adorable. Yeah. You know when far. he's like I'm a person and my name is Anakin. I'm like, yes, yes you go kid. Yes. Go. Exactly. As a four-year-old exactly. watching that movie, I needed to hear that. Exactly. I needed to know that a kid mm-hmm. could be totally. a hero. You know, totally. that that really influenced Yeah, that poor kid <laughs> had know? the least amount to do with what they were presenting and he got all of the flack. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a Jake Lloyd movie. It was Right. It, right. It was George Lucas and nope Anakin did it like yes okay yeah Jake did it like even with the like good startup of the the movie itself you see this kid being like this good heroic seed like Mm -hmm. it's just like oh okay and then you know somewhere between one and three something's gonna happen four I guess like Something goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like something Definitely. takes a Space real hard Hitler. turn. <laughs> and Obi-Wan is like at the forefront of it. Yep. And like it was that's what's fun about this particular movie is going mm-hmm. like we know he's he's really good. And that like anticipation when you first watch it to just be like, what happens? What what sends him down this path? Exactly. And And, and having two kids. <laughs> and, having kids. <laughs> and I didn't think about this until you mentioned it. It's almost like it was set up to fail because you have, you should root for this kid. You right. should root for Anakin Skywalker. You know what's going to happen. You know where he, he you want to have a, a vested interest into him. Unfortunately, they didn't bring him in until the beginning of the second act. Right. Look at, you know, you guys mentioned Harry Potter. He's the first kid you meet. Any other, uh, um, you meet even Dumbledore even, and Professor in, McGonagall. Uh, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, like the first you get to saying. know. Okay, sorry, but you Just know what I'm right. saying. Like, you spend some time with him before <laughs> the first literal child. Yeah. <laughs> first child. <laughs> you you ever. spend some time with this character yeah. before the, yeah, he no. gets going. Even in even in A New Hope, like yeah, the 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 the, the droids leave. Um, they they escape um, from the pod. They land they land on the planet, and then you meet. Then you meet Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. and you get to spend some time with him. You didn't get to spend any get a chance to any spend a lot of time with him. You're meeting him the same way that all four other characters, four or five characters you've already met. Now you're together with those guys meeting this character. You're sitting next to Obi Wan and 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 Qui Gon Jinn, Jar Jar Binks, right? Queen Amidala of all people, and oh yeah, oh yeah, here's character number five coming in, and it's almost like wait, this is what you've brought in. This is who we're supposed to care about. Well. I, I guess maybe if, if it should have started on Tatooine and all of a sudden then these guys come in and now it's like, hey, now you've got some hope for this guy. Not, you know, you want to root Actually, for Anakin. Actually, that's, that's an even better, that almost sounds he's, like a better story. It yeah, is. Yeah. It yeah. Is. And he, but now he's just the tool to help the Jedis. Like, am I rooting for the Jedis or am I rooting for Anakin Skywalker? Because that would just mm. really kill you. You know, I, I heard you guys talking before we started about um, the... The, the the cat and dog movie the 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 homeward bound 
I was just about to bring this mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Oh, we've killed Jen. Yeah. We've killed her. Well, like, you, you watch it again, and you want to have a different ending, but you know what? That's what's going to happen. Well, well, we don't want a different ending. Yeah. Well, well, no, 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 wait, okay, that's we're good with that Sidebar about Homeward Bound because this is hilarious. I literally watched the scene when Shadow runs over the hill in my la- before my last scene in Into Infinity with yeah. Treasure Valley Avengers because I had to cry on stage. Nice. And I literally watched that scene because every time Shadow comes over the hill, yeah. I cry. Well, exactly. it's, <laughs> I, I was yeah. talking about it. It's like Homeward Bound does that thing that a lot of great movies do where somehow, some way, they time it just right with the editing or the filming mm-hmm. where somehow, some way, despite the fact that you've watched this movie a hundred times, hundred times, yeah. you know that dog comes over the rise. It just has but, that 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 one yeah. extra second where you have yep. like, up oh, today's uh-huh. today's that uh-huh. today's that Sorry. time today's that Sorry. time that shadow doesn't make it. Yep, and then he does, and you're just ah, you're just weeping the entire Every time. time. Mm-hmm. But to that point of like the the almost expectation of like we when you see like welcome to this dog movie. I'm da 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 da. Be like. Internally, you're like, I might enjoy that movie. Right next to, I better prepare myself for this cute dog to die at the end of the movie. <laughs> you know, and and it was that, like, we're prepping you. Mm-hmm. This cute kid is going to murder a bunch of people mm-hmm. in Rogue One. Yeah. <laughs> a With bunch like of other kids reckless in the third movie. Exactly. Yep. Um, yeah, we don't mention younglings around Anakin. <laughs> no <anymore>. younglings. <laughs> but I, I, I begin to wonder, too, right? the second point I was going to make is just wondering the, the point of view of the story. Mm. It... I. You're right. It, if it were on Anakin, I wonder where the story would have gone if it mm-hmm. would have been a better story. Because it does start off with, like, it's more of an Obi-Wan yeah. trilogy as opposed Correct. to... Uh, which Which leads kind of better into Luke in a weird sort of way. In a roundabout way, yeah. In a roundabout way. Like, in the sense of, like, oh, he's your through line to be like, I will watch over the boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which seems a little... Like, now that I'm kind of thinking about it, and maybe in, like, future sight, I'll be like, oh, wait, they made the right decision or wrong decision. But if you stayed entirely with Anakin, he's like, where are my children? Yep. And yeah. Emperor being like, they're dead. And you see Obi-Wan being like, don't worry, it'll be fine. <laughs> like, there's I'll little... be Ben Kenobi. <laughs> That's good. <enough>. Inventive. <laughs> there, there, there's little moments like that that just little tweaks. We wouldn't be sitting here having to defend this movie. People would love it. The whole movie... Qui-Con Jinn's like, no, this guy is, we're going to teach him. We're going to train this kid. He's special. Obi-Wan's like, why? No, I don't see it. Why? Right. Even even the council says, no, you're not going to. Okay, well, I'm going to do it anyway. And then he gets killed. Spoiler alert. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> to a 20-year-old alert. movie, uh, all of a sudden now Obi-Wan is, is, is taking over training him, even though he wasn't supposed to at the beginning. Right. How much of a different story would have that been if all along Obi-Wan's like, this kid is special. We need to teach this kid. This I, is, and yeah. oh, and Qui-Con's like, no, I don't think so. That's dumb. He doesn't. He's too old. He's all these things. Now, you know, if if it's Ben Kenobi that's given him the rub to like, no, let's let's teach him. Yeah. And then with his arrogance, with his hubris, he gets his mentor killed, and now he's got somebody, a dangerous person that that in the in the Jedi fold, they've given him all these tools now to do some. You know, now he now he's going to learn who all the players are. He's going to be easily swayed, and they tell him what your what your 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 what your weakness is. You've got fear. You know, Palpatine just sitting there's like, yeah, no fear. He's got fear. I'm going to use that against him. I know exactly where he comes from. We don't give him the opportunity to feel bad for Obi Wan Kenobi in the third movie now because he's just 
it was his mentor's choice. You know, he had a rough deal because his mentor made a bad mm. choice. How much brilliant would have that been if Obi Wan was the one that, that 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 took the chance on him? He didn't. All he did was just continue his master's work. I mean, you could even throw in something like "You took a chance on me, master," or whatever, exactly. and, and uh-huh. you play that. I wonder, like, uh, did they tell Anakin at the council or whatever? And I don't really recall. Did they tell him much like uh, Luke? He was like, "Are you too old? You're too old to begin." The-. They did. Yeah. It was like, "You're too yeah, old." They told him, yeah. yeah, doing the Marin Trent thing of yeah. like, "Too old." Exactly. <laughs> You're too old. Go um, So I wonder, like, if it was from Anakin's perspective in this like fictitious like ah oh, oh. mind bubble. If if we were following Anakin this whole way, he gets told like, "Oh shit, you get to I've heard of the Jedi. You get mm-hmm. your laser swords, you get this, you get the you do these cool things." And he's got like like a patchwork of like what this is, what the Jedi are. Mm-hmm. And he meets them for the first time. It's like, "Oh, they're mystical, they're super cool." Yeah. And you get like kids like us who are mm-hmm. like, "They are super mystical be because Luke is super cool." Uh-huh. Um and then you get to that point where he's like, "You're going to become a Jedi because of Medichlorians, etc. You're will, you're a wizard, Harry. You're a Jedi, Harry." Gets all the way to Council. You're too old. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Ah! Movie ends exactly. there. Exactly. Now there's like, wait a second. Now there's lots of things. You know, to bring back the Harry Potter reference, we're basically watching Dumbledore story five years before Harry Potter shows up. Mm. In the context of yeah, this is what we're doing. We're you know we're helping you know this. Arguably, a, 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 a you know a do nothing government, kind of just doing whatever they they were they're asking us to do, but we're not really doing anything. Now all of a sudden Harry Potter shows up. You know that's it. Almost seems like, the, and that, getting back to the point, it was that the focus was wrong from the very beginning. That Anakin that movie should have started with Anakin sitting there building this pod race, being helpful to his neighbors, building a robot to help his mom, and then all of a sudden the savior show up to help him. You know. Uh, Harry's Harry Potter was toiling away just you know he knew he could do good things he didn't know how or why all of a sudden a giant shows up to help him right in the meantime we're watching you know Dumbledore signing you know essentially with, <laughs> with, with those two Jedis just doing you know arbitrary errands for the Galactic Empire we're literally just watching Dumbledore do public work and sitting around all of a sudden or over or to it even I mean it would have been cool to see but even Snape like he's doing the good thing too ultimately Spoiler alert from a 10, 15 year old movie. Um, <laughs> 10. Yeah. He's, he, you know, he's, he's doing good too. But again, that's not the point. We meet five or six characters before the one that shows up that we're supposed to care about. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it was treated the way like Jaws is treated, where you don't see the shark until like halfway through the movie of like, here's oh, the kid. And if I gonna... wanted to root for the shark, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Depends on. Uh, you mentioned Palpatine. Yeah. Uh, like, do we feel like we know that he's like, this is the next kid. This is the next mind we can corrupt or cause it seems like the next movie, there's a horde of younglings. He can just start going like, look at the evil Any, candy. Yeah, exactly. If, if that your eight year old is the oldest kid there, you've got some lower hanging fruit that you can grab if you wanted to. It's like, mm, say, <laughs> there's eight year olds got some, somewhere. it's not necessarily about low hanging fruit, but about, no, but you know. uh, Sorry, Ron. Uh, there, there's easier marks than the eight-year-old if he's the the oldest one in the room, right? And and I wonder if this, because we were we were passive when we met him, as uh, from a narrative perspective, we he was a tool for us to get off to save these Jedi's. Not mm. like all of a sudden we stumble upon this kid that needs, you know, he's he's helping us more than hindering us. And 
we don't feel for his plight because he's got a lot of the answers that we need. Hmm. Because of this prophecy of like he will exactly. bring balance to the force. Exactly. Like we're he's toiling away. It's uh, they kind of rectified that with the force force awakens. It starts with with Ray just toiling away. You know, knowing that she's worth more than where she's at in her station in life, and then all of a sudden the answer provides itself. You, 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 you are special. Right. You, you can reach greater heights, and that's that's the hero's journey from King Arthur times. Right. Yeah. And yeah. unfortunately, with this movie, as good as it is, as all the good points that it has, it doesn't fit that formulaic it thing fit it that, as, as, as well as it works. could have. Unfortunately. Uh, one more quick thing, and then we'll get this kind of where we want to go to, to finish it off there. And and I noticed this. They re-released this movie in 3D, I want to say 10 years ago. Their their big uh, plan was to re- release all six of them at the time in 3D. Hmm. And they stopped at episode one. Um, And it was that showing that it stuck to me, and it stuck to me all these years, was the, the climax of the movie... <clears throat> is brilliant and the reason why it's brilliant is because it's not one climax of a movie if you sit and watch it you are watching four simultaneous movies happen right in front of you and from the first time you watch that movie you know when it first came out i don't know if it was picked up as as masterfully as it was it's overshadowed a lot by the the duel of the fate scene with uh, it's so good. Um, yeah it's so so <laughs> brilliant that scene alone is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Qui-Con Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi fighting Darth Maul. And for the first time, we see a double lightsaber. A double which lightsaber. Is, which is almost an eight-year-old invention of just like, what oh, if yeah? we had two that were together? <laughs> yep. Which everybody in the audience went, oh, God, yes. <laughs> and it had, and it, can you imagine had they not spoiled that in the, uh, in the trailers for that? Because if you watch the original uh, trailers that aired back then, they showed you in the previews that that's what this thing does. So many ste- seats oh, would have been stained. Oh, my gosh. Ir- like all of a sudden. <laughs> um, so you've got that, which is is a master class in and itself of, of action and tension mixed right in there. They, they can only get to each other a certain amount before the, the, the light barriers uh, separate them. Um, mm. And also, too, uh, Qui-Con gets there first. Obi-Wan has to watch his master basically perish. Right. And he's stuck. Right he can't get to him. him. He is stuck. That um, that scene alone is brilliant. Um, Even, too, like how both Qui-Gon and uh, Darth Maul deal with that mm-hmm. in bet- the, the, between, between the last couple yeah. or whatever. Yep. Like, he's just prowling. You know, mm-hmm. Darth Maul is just back and forth, yep. just he waiting knows. for it. And then exactly. Qui-Gon's, you know... Sitting there poised, waiting. put together, meditating, mm-hmm. thinking about the battle to come. Yep. That's super. And then we have Obi-Wan in the back just like. Yeah. Like, oh, he's still, like, going through his, like, go. last little bit of, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I can't, mm-hmm. like, just. Uh. Yeah, he's doing Jedi Ponfar back there trying to, like, I got to get there. Well, and, 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 and this is what's brilliant is. So you've got this, this wonderful scene. What's happening at the exact same time that this is happening is there's three other storylines that's happening simultaneously. At the at the palace on Naboo, Queen Amidala, Padme at this point, which again, the switcheroo there was needless and amazing. Hmm. That the, the queen was always there. She was never the one in all the beautiful headdresses, which again were beautiful and like the, 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 the costuming. Uh, unbelievable. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm getting on this tangent. So 
they're 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 trying to to escape from the palace. So you have that scene, and then you also have Anakin Skywalker is in one of the. I want to say it was the was the, the Nebu Starfighter, yeah, one of the Starfighter, yeah. the yellow one, yeah, yeah the, taking down the, the blockade, the one of the, the the Federation blockade on autopilot, no less, on autopilot, no less. <laughs> so you've got the the duel of the fate scene, Anakin, the 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 shootout at Naboo, and then on, um, I don't think it's shoot, it's uh, yeah, it's on Naboo as well. The 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 Gungan army versus the the battle droid army. Hmm. Um, in this big sprawling scene. So basically what you have there is a samurai scene with the duel of the fates. You have what I equivocate to is a Western shootout scene on the new palace. They're hmm. trying to shoot their way out of their, their stuck. You know, you basically have a gunfight at the okay corral. They're stuck in one side of town. They got to get across the other. Then you've got Anakin doing literally a, a science fiction, you know, outer space fighting scene along the same vein as the trench fighter from the first movie. Right. And then you have this sprawling ancient Roman, um, you know, battle line, proto Lord of the Rings battle. Uh And all of those happen at the exact same time. And all four of those, those, those uh, scenes happen. They, they get to a, to a, to a climax. They get to a point like, I don't know if they're going to be able to get, you know, the, the, in the palace, uh, the queen gets cornered. Um, the shield gets taken down, I believe, on in the in the Gungan battle. Um, Anakin's stuck to a place where he, he can't get out of. Qui-Con's getting fallen, get close to being fallen there. And then all of a sudden, just one after another, like dominoes, boom, 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 boom. All three of those, all four of those scenes wrap themselves up, and the the tide turns in each individual scene. And this happens simultaneously, right? And effortlessly, just uh, just shoots back and forth to those four things. If this was taken out of a Star Wars movie. And this was like a gimmick put into a different movie where you're going to watch four stories at the exact same time happen. That would be the gimmick that people would go see. The same reason why they went and saw Hardcore Henry because it was a first-person shooter movie. Yeah. Right. Or when Doom movie came out. Stay tuned for the Doom episode. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, you know, th- this one type of gimmick that could have been part of a whole movie, these four stories happening at the same time. And, they, and to an extent, they've done that before. I don't know. To me, that's... Wow, that that wasn't given as more credit than it is. I mean, it's it's good enough that it's to stop the duel of the fates, mm. but to have three other things happening at the exact same time done so well, um, the the battle droids, those little Roger Roger robots. If you watch, each one of those guys have sh- cast a shadow and a reflection. And this mm. was twenty years ago. This is the kind of thing that they think about now that right. they did back then. They were all individually rendered uh, CGI characters, and they all cast shadows and things. Oh, jeez! So the good. amount of work. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, oh, jeez. Yeah, I mean, you have one guy set up making a, a, a waterfall thing, and then oh yeah, we're also getting a bunch of shadow robots over here. <laughs> uh, just brilliant to me that this happens at the exact same time, and it's just I, I wish that people would give that scene alone credit for. I mean, just said stop it, duel of the fates. That's perfect. That's brilliant stuff yeah. but to take a step out and say wow that's i think maybe why it gets so unappreciated is is maybe because it is so well done that by the end mm-hmm. of it you're like oh, like even today you were talking about it before i'm like oh yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. that all happens all yeah. at once mm-hmm. like and somehow in my mind i'm just like yeah that happens i guess but yeah. like there's a lot of crap that goes on in the last half hour of that movie exactly exactly it it, it drags from 
the negotiations to getting to Naboo, getting to Tatooine, meeting the guy that you should be rooting for in the first, the beginning of the second act to, okay, now we got to do some pod racing because now we have four more movies we got to get to yeah. before we even, yeah. And, right. It's an understatement to say like how brilliant that is that those four things crescendo at the exact same time because I'm I'm kind of racking my brain and nothing's jumping out at to me that was purpose as done as purposefully as that was you know for all his faults that was done with a purpose right. and you have to give uh, Lucas credit for that you know you, a, 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 a lot of what he presented especially in that movie was uh, there was nobody telling him no like this is what I keep coming back to is like. He was told how brilliant he was. People were waiting 20 years to see this movie, and there wasn't any around, anyone sitting around saying, you know, was that something? That, is, you might want to go idea. another pass on this, George. Yes, <laughs> no, maybe. And Do over? Yeah, exactly. And that, and so that, that's my take is that there was nobody to tell him no. If I write something that I think is really funny and creative and whatever, I'm going to – here, read this. Can you tell me what you think. It's awful. And it was just like, yeah. <laughs> what do you no, know? I'm George Lucas. <laughs> I'm George yeah, people, Lucas. You know, there, there's there's footage of him in the process, and people would just bring them pictures and stuff that they thought was cool, and he had a stamp with his name on it. It's like, this one, this one, this one. And that's what they went with, and there was nobody saying, well, here, here's why maybe that's a good idea or not a good idea. Right. So I don't know. What do you – Jen, you're, I don't know. I'm really you're, the most, you, you're, you're jar jar. I know you're still like, stewing over there about oh, this, no, and I really okay. want to get back to that because. Um, well, what, what's the question now? <laughs> like, no, I just so much going what, on. No. Um, well, on the topic of Lucas, I I I kind of get a little a little upset when people bash on Lucas because maybe he didn't do what everybody thought he was going to do or what they wanted him to do or or whatever, and he made mistakes and maybe things weren't the way they should be. But if it wasn't for Lucas. We wouldn't have Star Wars. Correct. And I get so fired up about that. Mm -hmm. Because people are like, Lucas sucks. Lucas is terrible. Lucas Lucas ruined Star Wars. No, Lucas gave you Star Wars. <laughs> yes. Like, shut the fuck up. Sorry. Can I say that? Can I say yeah, that for sure. you? I've been dropping bombs. <laughs> yeah, I dropped a couple yeah. F-bombs. Like, we'll clean like, that up I, in post. <laughs> I, get, I get so so animated about it because, like, like, maybe he got arrogant. Maybe he did. But you know what? You People bashed down his door for 20 years trying to get this because mm -hmm. you know, they wanted more they wanted mm -hmm. more and he finally gave them more and then all they did was bitch about it mm -hmm. and so so i get i get fired up about that and i have a lot of respect for lucas because he did give us this world he created it mm -hmm. if it wasn't for him we wouldn't have it and, exactly. and i thank him mm -hmm. for giving us this magic because we all love it so much i mean it spoke to millions of people mm -hmm. um so so i i applaud him for what he gave us and and what he's still giving us, mm -hmm. you know, even even if there's stuff, you know, yeah, there's stuff that I'm like, eh, I don't know if I like that that much, but I still, the movies are magic. Right. Even I love the new ones. I love the old ones. I love them all because mm -hmm. it's Star Wars and it's this mm -hmm. world. Like every time a new movie comes out, I'm so excited because I get to spend another two and a half hours in this world that I love. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I, I, I think Lucas is awesome for that. Exactly. What you're saying about building worlds. And I think this movie was the first time that you can really see the scope of, you know, it's one thing to be in awe of the trench scene from episode four. Like, that is cool. That is really neat. Yeah. But even when they were inside that thing, I, I still think some of the grandeur got lost into it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and this is my opinion when I was a kid, like, okay, they sneak in there and then they're, they're stuck in the little prison cell shooting and they're like, oh, everything is fine down here. Yeah, that denotes that there's a huge infrastructure that they're stuck into. But to really see the different worlds 
that you just don't get a chance to really truly appreciate right unless you could take yourself out of what you don't like about the phantom menace and look at like you said there we went from an underwater world to a desert world to a beautiful lord of the rings looking world um the the uh, the la planet um <laughs> all these different places that looked I, I want to say unique, better. Man. They like, look unique. And you have to build this particular yeah. world for the rest that you're going to have to build mm-hmm. in later with, like, what is the Empire? Where is the Empire for Correct. that matter? Because it's never Correct. answered in, like, necessarily the trilogy. It's just, like, uh-huh. they're always out they there. They were always there. Somewhere uh-huh. with their credits slowly fading <laughs> yeah. because of a second Death Star. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, like, to see for the first movie going, like, that's where they're at? An entire planet that is mm-hmm. a, a city? And to go like, oh shit! They blew up a planet in four and three more yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. No wonder they're like, yeah, yeah. There's a seat of power there that mm-hmm. is respected. Mm-hmm. And seeing that for the first time in the movie, going like, aha, we're starting to put mm-hmm. more pieces and parts together. Yeah. That was actually one of the things I found myself really loving about Phantom Menace when I went back and watched it just a couple of days ago to prepare for all this. And in the first that first sequence when Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are going on to the Trade Federation ship, what are they going there to talk about? Trade. Mm-hmm. That, that's the entire <laughs> cause of all mm-hmm. of the Star Wars wars that are happening is trade. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just so human. It allows us to connect to it, and it allows us to feel like we can live inside that world. And I just... The Phantom it, Menace does such a good job at just making the world feel alive and lived in. In my mind, and, and that, to me, that's almost to its detriment. Really, I don't want to go see a movie bogged down with with trade, with 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 <laughs> okay, that's with fair. Yeah. politics. That's the same thing that to me, uh, um, squashed the the Flintstones movie. Stay tuned for the Flintstones episode. Oh boy, uh, <laughs> was that you know kids, especially like yeah, you we're giving you a big goofy uh, character for the kids to love. They don't care about trade and stuff like yeah. that. They're that that's not a good enough motivation to hate them. Yeah, they're like they even flat out say our blockade is legal. Okay, cool. Well, I don't want to break the law, so I mean, they're, they're, yeah, they've got to fix kind that of this somehow. like a hole of a story. So of then, like, uh, like well, then, we... yeah, where 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 my where my where my loyalty is going to lie? I mean, there's young Obi Wan Kenobi, great, but that's, that's why I wanted Anakin. Like, he didn't need that. What's he doing? You know, I, I, what's... I see where you're going with that yeah. point. Like it. Yes, it, it, they're they're straddling the line between trying to be a movie about Anakin and trying to be a movie about what the galaxy was like before the original trilogy. And they could have seen that through. I know exactly yeah. what the galaxy is like through Ray's eyes in the in the in the newer movies. And I didn't have to leave that planet at mm-hmm. all. Exactly, I did not have to leave. I know exactly that the Empire fell, and since they had the infrastructure, the economic infrastructure the world unfortunately kind of crumbled with them because they had the support as evil as they were from what we're told, they still had the support to keep the trains running on time. And that is not the case now that they fell. And so now there's like this big disarray and I'm not advocating for fascism either. I'm just saying that, you know what happened and yeah, I'm not, I don't fear what becomes of the empire from there because there's nothing there except for one guy that had a bad attitude that was being uh monopol- uh controlled by an old an old Mr. Burns looking character from episode <laughs> 2 and 3 um i don't know i think that's it's brilliant and it's it's literally on the, for me this movie is on the cusp of greatness for you know and i 
but it is Star Wars, so it does get its pass as far as being there. Oh yeah, it's a brilliant, brilliant movie. It is not a very good. And Jen, um, uh, apologies in advance. It's a brilliant movie. It's a great movie. It's not the best Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. but it is still for its own merits. If that if if Star Wars was never mentioned anywhere, you change Obi Wan Kenobi's name, you 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 make C three PO look differently. Yoda is something different. The lightsaber is just a different kind of weapon. You've got something different. It might have been what like the last Starfighter was for, or like a cult classic of like, have you seen? Have you seen this? Have you seen exactly. Pod Racing? Yeah, have you seen, <laughs> seen Pod Racing pod the racing. movie? <laughs> yeah, like there's, like, I don't know, there's just. So much brilliance came out of this, and right. it and unfortunately it's not going to go down as one of the 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 the, the jewels of the Star Wars crown. Be, and I don't think they could have ever done that. No matter what they did, I don't think they would have never been able to bring something as good as the Force Awakens was. It still wasn't good enough, and that was about as close as you can get to the to uh, Episode Four, A New Hope, as you can get. And it's unfortunately for some people, like what Jen said, it still wasn't good enough. And no matter what they would have brought to the table, it wouldn't have been good enough. I mean, there's some I people that the Force Awakens. Too, oh, it's by good. The way. I love it too. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great movie. There will but always it's... be some people like yeah. no matter what you mm-hmm. give them, mm-hmm. and even if it's something they want, they're gonna <laughs> yep. like I wanted that. Well, don't give me that. Like exactly. Yeah, I uh, and I always wonder about like these people. Like we will always, no matter how you feel about the the later trilogy or the one that's about to wrap up, mm-hmm. no matter what, you will always have your original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Much like those who are like they super hate on the Hobbit movies, mm-hmm. and I get it, I understand it. I love know. those too. Yeah, but like, I, super I, I enjoy them very much. Stay I tuned have, for the Hobbit episode. <laughs> I, have, I have certain friends who will just hours of just like here's why these movies are wrong, as opposed to like the the uh, Fellowship of the Ring da 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 mm-hmm. that they absolutely love. At the end of the day. You still have that thing. It's yes. still there. You can Good ignore take. the rest of it if Good you take. want to. Yeah. You can just live in a world. And yeah. you can tell people, like, I just live in a world. Where the, <laughs> in a world where the original trilogy is the <laughs> You know, you, and you know what? At, at that point, I'd probably respect you. and just mm-hmm. being like, all right, cool. Yep. And, you know, ugh, I don't know. It's just angry people, people screaming angry. into the ether. <laughs> like... No, and that's and those those are actually all really good points, and I'm really glad that you guys kind of feel the same way. And I hope that anybody that's listening to this could just take a second look and look at these for these movies for what they are. They, they as Jen said, that he gave us George Lucas gave us this world, and just because we didn't like what, you know, it doesn't make it the the movies bad just because we didn't agree with it or it wasn't what we wanted. It wasn't. You know, they weren't for us. Episode, uh, The Phantom Menace wasn't for us, us 20-year-old guys sitting out in front of the theater freezing to death trying to see this movie. It <laughs> wasn't for us. Just like uh, episodes uh, four, five, and six weren't for, weren't for, you know, the, the, the 20-year-olds back then. They loved it, and luckily that they found it. When uh, when you look, when you when you go and read of some of the, the, the lead-up to um, A New Hope, it was not anticipated to be big as it was. Right. Um, it was not anticipated. It was, you know, they, they were churning out these, these Battlestar Galactica, uh, you know, with all, with all love and respect, Doctor Who level, just schlock sci-fi movies in the 70s. And this wasn't anything, anything different. This was just going to be perceived as another one of those. And then mm. it comes out and it resonated with people and they loved it. 
they saw themselves with the the generic brick of a Luke Skywalker because that's what some of the the best you know the heroes of these stories are the ones that are the most relatable and the most um are loved the best and they're right. they, they could do extraordinary things but they're ordinary people harry potter is an ordinary guy ray from star wars from the phantom Menace, or from the, the the newer trilogies is a regular person um a lot can be said about the twilight trilogy uh, the twilight series Quad bell trilogy. was an everyday person that wondrous things happen to them and at the end of the day this is exactly jen's agreeing with me because I, <laughs> I, I, I think she's going to come back for the twilight <laughs> episode we're going to do another twilight episode Definitely. too um <laughs> these move the, the best stories from since people started telling stories is that you know ordinary people who can do extraordinary things and look at what the mcu has gone to you know look what they've you know why comic book movies are being made you know batman's 80 years old and yeah. uh, the, these are characters that are still resonating with people because that's exactly what they are. And if I have to give the biggest misstep for this movie is that the character that we were supposed to love the most, unfortunately, was, it was given a disservice, I think, by not giving us the chance to to incorporate his headspace and see where he was at. He was a, a player that we met too late in the game we already invested in the two Jedi's into Jar Jar. I mean, we talked more to Boss Nass than we did to <laughs> <laughs> to uh, um, or even uh, the those two guys in the blockade uh, before we got to meet Anakin oh, the, Skywalker, the Viceroys, the Viceroys, or, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Queen Amidala. All great characters, but the one that needed the most clout, unfortunately, got the biggest disservice, and that was poor Anakin because. We'd be sitting here. This it would be. I think Anakin. I'm gonna go on a limb there. This is that I, he, to me, is a more empathetic and tragic character because he doesn't save the day. He doesn't fight off his demons. At right. the end of the day, his demons overcome him. He falls to them. He right. he's able at the last minute to be saved to understand but that was you know he, that that's a, that's that's a, it's a tragic character and one that to give him an opportunity to to relate to him sooner than we did is the biggest misstep of an otherwise amazing movie right and if i can put the the maury povich final thoughts to this what we've been talking about i think that's uh, unless either you guys disagree but i think that's the biggest at takeaway from this movie is how amazing it is. It's so, it's beautiful. There's a lot of actions. There's a lot of stuff going on. A lot happens in two hours. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, that that's the biggest misstep. That that I, I wish we could have met Anakin just literally 25 minutes of film sooner than we did because we would be talking about it would be Luke Skywalker who mm. it would be. I, I honestly think that he would have gone down as a more interesting character than what he did, what he came from about in those movies. And I could be wrong, but it's the Be Kind Rewind show, and it's my show. <laughs> <laughs> Leave a comment if you disagree. No, and please. And a five-star no, review. Yep, no, there is. We will have an online presence of this show, so feel free to if you hear it, even if you're hearing this a year from now. 
um, we will still be out there. And please, uh, we, we want to hear your thoughts. Um, any final thoughts, you guys, before we wrap this up? No, not not no. for me. Jen? Can I talk about my Jar Jar thing yes, really quick? Yes, please. Yes, <laughs> please. Yes. So, so the other reason I that I... highlighted it. <laughs> no, it's okay. Paper. The, other, the other reason, and, and, and this didn't occur to me when I was first talking about it, but just everything we've talked about, about characters and, and things that we relate to, I was thinking about Jar Jar. And, and I think one of the reasons I really liked him is because I think I kind of related to him because I'm clumsy. I, I will fall down walking across the street or I will do stupid stuff with the best intentions and then I mess up and somebody's mad or something happens and, and all of a sudden like I'm in trouble because I, I was I was trying to help or I was trying to, and Jar Jar, everything he does, he's trying to help. He's trying to be loyal to these people that saved his life and it's so endearing to me. And, and, and he, maybe people think he's annoying, but he just keeps trying and trying and trying to do the right thing and to help and nothing that he does is out of malice or, you know, even when he gets kicked Noble. out of, yeah. yeah, even when he gets kicked out of the Gungan City, it wasn't because he knew he was doing anything wrong he just messed up mm -hmm. and he just continues to mess up and make these mistakes and doesn't even realize it and and i think that's kind of why i like him because he just keeps going and keeps trying even though he just keeps getting crapped on all the time he you know? yeah he, he gets he gets he gets kicked out but why does he he risk going back to save some strangers he just met and he knows that there's danger right there he didn't come back because i didn't want to live up on the surface yeah good Good so, take, Jen. so I think that's Oof. that's why I like him. Um, that's, no, that's part of it. Um, awesome. And just my final thoughts as a whole is 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 I heard this in a TV show. It's so funny. I watched a TV show about this very topic like two weeks ago. Um, there was there was a show that I was watching. It takes place in the '90s. The kids were going mm -hmm. to see Star Wars, and then this coach went with them and was like, "It sucked because of all these reasons." And they were going to see Phantom yeah. Menace, and and all of a sudden the kids were like, "Oh, you just." You just broke Star Wars, mm -hmm. you know, and and I guess my takeaway from that was was don't take away the magic from people. Mm -hmm. Just watch it and enjoy it because it's awesome. It's Star Wars and it's special and there's no r why rip it apart. Mm -hmm. Just enjoy it because it's, it's freaking Star. It's the wars, <laughs> man. I love it. Like, come nice. on. It's the wars. Yeah, I nice. agree with you. So that's nice. all. That's no, mine. That's cool. <laughs> John. I mean, this whole conversation has made me think a lot more deeply about episode Ooh. one than I probably ever <laughs> Like, Thank you. I, it's like, if nothing else, I'm walking away going like, oh, yeah, Jar Jar. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm one shit, of those I actually like shit, him. I'm Star mm -hmm. Jar Jar all the time. <laughs> and it totally makes sense, like, where you're coming from with that. And looking back through his stuff is like, oh, yeah. Huh. I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and even so, like in the later movies, doesn't he become like a senator or something like that? Or yeah, I think his, he does. His, yeah. his role got shrunk down based on what he. But yeah, but and ultimately in the in the third, I think it was the third one is where he mm -hmm. he casts the final vote to put Emperor Palpatine in charge. Oh yeah, he's the one. Yeah, that, he's the, the last one. And, and good intentions. He did it because he thought he was doing the noble. That's exactly what Jin said. He was thought that he was doing the the noble thing. He was told that. This is the right course of action. So he does the final vote to put uh, Emperor Palpatine in, in in control. Basically brings up on brings up on the Empire. Yeah. Do we Which, know what happens to him between? Don't they three say and like four? the Senate got liquidated, like or something like yeah. that? In, no, like, pro yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, Jar Jar got iced. He doesn't. He doesn't even have a speaking role in the third movie. Uh, he doesn't yeah. even talk. Yeah. He's yeah. just there. Um, but again, he's 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 led to believe that this is the the, the right thing to do. Um, which again, he, you really—he's the MVP to, to Jar Jar as well, Jen. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, 
So, like I said, uh, Final Tally is, yeah, is is it a good movie? Is it, is it a good Star Wars movie? Yeah, it's okay. Is it, is it a good movie in and itself? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, yeah. There's this based on the couple, you know, minor tweaks would have just we wouldn't be having to talk about this on a show that we make, you know, talk good about bad movies because maybe be awesome. Well, I want to thank you three for being here today. Oh, it's, it's thanks really for having me for being this very first episode one. Of all things, I really appreciate you three. Waters, <laughs> thank Poncher, you. Ingles, thank you so much. My name is Joey Maxi. This was the Be Kind Rewind Show. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back with a new episode.